Welcome to Coffee, Culture, and the Capital with Sophia and Greg. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We have a lot going on this week. So we are going to be talking or giving you guys an update about the March for Life, as well as there is um, here at the state legislature, they are taking a stand against AI-generated child pornography and exploitation. So we're going to dive into that. We've had a religious freedom win as Newsom has failed to force a California church to abandon our their biblical beliefs about human sexuality. Uh, another kind of good situation we have some updates on is a Christian baker filed a brief with the California Court of Appeals after refusing to bake a cake for the same sex for a same sex wedding, similar to things we've seen go down in Colorado. Um, but so first, it's been a busy month here at California Family Council. We've been traveling a lot. We've been keeping up with sessions starting. We just had a webinar um, this week, actually, just a couple days ago, about why Christians um, need to be involved in politics. So if you haven't seen that yet, go check out our YouTube page to see that. But one of the trips we were on is myself and then Jonathan Keller, the president of California Family Council, was recently at the March for Life in Washington, D.C. So I just wanted to show you guys a quick clip from that. Hello, Facebook and YouTube. It's Jonathan Keller. It's Sophia Lori. We are here in Washington, D.C. You can see the awesome Washington Monument behind us. It is cold. It is snowy. We are here for the 51st annual March for Life. And Sophia, I'm excited because today is awesome. It's been amazing to be here with tens of thousands of pro-lifers from around the country. But if you are not with us today, you do get to join us in just three months, yes. April 22nd. Yeah, April 22nd at the California State Capitol, we will be marching for life. So if you're not here today, you get to join us then. It's gonna have great speakers, a great rally. We're gonna make sure our legislators know that we're pro-life in California, but we're looking forward to it. But for now, what are we gonna go do right now? We're gonna go March for Life. God bless you guys. Thanks to all of our amazing friends at the National March for Life, uh, the President Jeannie Mancini, uh, Hannah Gouch, Catherine Olihan, Aaron Getz, so many other wonderful people there. So many pro-lifers from all over the country are here saying that regardless of who is in the White House, we're going to keep marching, we're going to keep speaking up, and we hope you'll join us on April 22nd. We'll see you there. So that was really loud because it was, first of all, snowing, tons of people there, but we were up on stage just trying to record that video real quickly for all of you all to see. But Greg, you weren't with us in D.C. You were kind of holding down the fort at the Capitol, but you didn't get a March for Life in D.C., but what do you get to, or where do you get to March for Life pretty soon? That's right. We are having our annual March for Life here on April 22nd. If you haven't been out before, uh, I think this is our fourth time or fifth time. Mm -hmm. um, we have done this and it's great. Um, we, there's some great speakers who come. We have a big time of worship. Um, last year was really cool. There's actually an abortion clinic right across the street from the Capitol. And we had a time of going over um, in front of that uh, abortion clinic. It's a Planned Parenthood and praying and uh for all the women who, you know, uh, are vulnerable to abortion and many times, you know, they they don't think they have anywhere else to turn but to, to Planned Parenthood. So we're trying to provide them with, with an alternative. We are speaking up. 
Um, and this time at our March for Life, we're really going to highlight the work, like we always do, but we're going to really highlight it, of the work of the pro-life pregnancy care centers here in California. Do you know there are around 180, 100, between 160 and 180 pro-life pregnancy care centers and clinics? That is more than uh, abor uh, abortion clinics in California. Uh, the legislature doesn't like them very much. They're constantly trying to slander them, telling everybody that they're, that they're fake and that they, they try and harm women, but they're doing the exact opposite, right? They're, they're offering women an alternative um, from having an abortion. There's not a whole lot of options out there if you're alone and pregnant. Uh, you can't turn to Planned Parenthood for help to have your baby. So um, excited about that. Yeah, looking forward to that. So save the date, April 22nd. Pay attention to our social media, our website, all that. We'll keep you updated with details. But like Greg said, there's going to be a lot going on that day. But now more into the news stuff. So Greg, the state legislature, they're doing something that we're happy about at this point. We'll see where it kind of goes. But they're taking a stand against AI-generated child pornography and exploitation Maybe, can you explain to everyone listening what this whole AI-generated child pornography is? Well, if anybody of you um, are familiar with uh, all the advancements in artificial intelligence, uh, ChatGPT is a program actually we use sometimes. Um, helps with, with uh, doing research and writing. Well, that program also creates photographs. Um, and you just say, hey, I want a photograph of this, and it creates it right before your eyes. And it's not really uh, drawing an original. Um, it's actually gr going out on the internet and taking images out there and then recreating them. And so you can imagine if you have, if, if you are a sick individual and you want to create uh, pornography, um, you can actually create child pornography. Um, uh, and it just goes out there and scrapes pictures of children and creates its own artificial child in pornographic situations for those uh, sick individuals who are consuming that kind of stuff. And there's no laws against it. Like there's laws for possession of child pornography. If, you're, if you get caught with child pornography, you know, there's severe penalties. But what do you do with a, 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 an image that's generated, you know, by a computer? Uh, scraping images off the internet. So far, that's not illegal. And so this bill uh, is being introduced by Assemblyman Mark uh, Bierman from uh, Palo Alto. Um, and there's various, there's about three or four of them that have been introduced, all dealing with artificial intelligence related to fake images, um, pornographic images. And and uh, one, this, one, one of the bills is actually... Uh, dealing with something called deep fakes, right? These are videos or photographs that are uh, artificial. It's, it's it generated by the computer, but it sticks, it sticks people that are recognizable like you and me, and it makes people say things and do things and pictured in ways that are sexual or pornographic, right? And so there's a bill introduced uh, to ban that as well. It's uh, AB 1856, uh, introduced by Assemblyman Tri Tai. That's 1856. 
Um, and it's going to outlaw any type of fake images that are created of other people in pornographic situations. And this is all of a sudden becoming national news. Um, we had a very famous person. Uh, Sophia told me about this today. Why don't you tell us about who, what famous person just got turned into a porn into a pornographic image. Yeah, so it was Taylor Swift. And um, I tend to keep up with what's going on with Taylor Swift and all that stuff. And so this was actually, this happened to her. They used the AI to cry, and the deep fake and all that to create these pornographic images, um, new images of Taylor Swift. So they... I know from the news reports, it looks like she's looking into potentially pursuing legal action. The White House has now spoken out about it and saying this is not okay and that there's potentials um, looking into federal law to kind of get rid of this or try to ban it. But so um, politically, we might not agree with Taylor Swift 99% of the time, but she's one of the most well-protected, one of the richest, most well-known women in the world. And if this can happen to her, it can truly happen to anybody. She luckily has the resources to push back. But hopefully this kind of wakens up everyone at the state capitol and gets them to get on the side of this bill and protect um, children and things that are these AI images being created, putting children in harm. So... Or anybody in harm, like exactly. you and I. I mean, yes. talk about slandering someone. I mean, there's something about falsely saying something about someone. But what if you put together a video that looks like you saying or doing something that you never did? I mean, that's pretty spooky. Mm -hmm. So we will keep you updated with what is going on with um, the state legislature and this AI situation. Also follow along at CaliforniaFamily.org at our watch list where we have all the bills we're watching and they're constantly being updated on there. But so the next thing, a religious freedom win. That was really exciting to see in California. As I mentioned it in the beginning, Newsom officials, um, they in this win, ultimately they were going to try to force a California church to abandon their biblical beliefs about human sexuality. And the case they want it. And so Greg, you want to kind of dive into everything that went on and kind of the, what they forced the preschool and the food situation, all of that. In this case, um, Dean Broyles with the national center for law and policy and our uh, friends at Alliance defending freedom. And also, also another group called advocates for faith and freedom. Um, they all defend the religious liberty of churches and organizations. And there was this church who started a preschool. It was called the Church of Compassion down in El Cajon area, which is down in San Diego County. And they were participating in a, a government program to provide free lunches for the kids at preschool. They serve really low-income kids, a lot of them, you know, new immigrants to the United States. Um, but there was a, and so they were receiving state money. And sometimes what happens when you receive state money, state, the state, whether it's the state government or the federal government, they got strings attached, right? They say, well, if you take this money, then you have to do this or that, right? Um, and this is kind of dangerous for Christian organizations because what if they start forcing you to do something, you know, goes against your biblical values? Well, that's what happened in this case.
recently, um, the federal government, uh, the Biden administration has started redefining um, Title IX, which is regarding sex discrimination. And it said it changed the definition of what sex meant, right? We all, this bill was passed back in the 60s, 1960s. And it simply said you can't discriminate based on sex. And sex meant biological sex, like clear distinctions between men and women. You can't discriminate against them, right? Well, the church doesn't have a problem generally with that. Um, But they changed the word sex to also mean sexual orientation and gender identity, right? And so what that meant is you can't... um, you can, the biblical values that people have regarding same-sex behavior, uh, their their values regarding what it means to be a man and a woman, right? Separating bathrooms, using pronouns, um, uh, dress codes. Now that those all run in conflict with this this new definition of sex. So the the when the federal government changed that, the, the here in California. The the department of what does it say the it was a particular department the department California Department of Social Services they tried to force this church to completely change all their uh, practices regarding sex and and uh, and gender um, and the church said well well no we we can't do that. We'd be, we would be violating our biblical principles. So they, they ended up suing, um, and the, this is the, and this is part of the uh, Newsom administration, and they sued. And when the state gets sued, uh, Rob Bonta, who's attorney general, is supposed to come out and defend, you know, the the state department, but they didn't because <laughs> they realized they had violated the constitution, and because. Even though Title IX, this new definition, Title IX, says you can't uh, discriminate based on uh, gender identity and sexual orientation, we have a, a law that trumps that particular law. It's called the U.S. Constitution, the First Amendment. And the First Amendment says you cannot um, discriminate against a church who is simply practicing their faith. And that's what happened. It, and this is a great quote from the... Uh, ADF attorney in this case, he said, ironically, in the name of combating discrimination, government officials have excluded the church and the preschool from serving the El Cajon community based solely on their religious beliefs and exercise. So this is antithetical to the First Amendment's promise of religious freedom, and it only hurts the needy families and children. So this is a great, great victory. And what it, what it says is that the state, if the state's handing out money for the poor and they're giving it to nonprofits to distribute, they can't uh, they can't discriminate against a church because they don't like their religious beliefs on sexuality. So thank goodness that this church stood up to them um, and didn't just cave because that's what sadly happens a lot of times these nonprofits they you know the state government says you got to do something they said okay i guess so um but so that was the victory in this case so great job uh dean broyles uh and adf there 
elections. And this means that it establishes this type of principle for the entire state. So if you are a church out there and you, you are accepting government money for a social program, know that the state cannot force you to, to change your policies your, um, on hiring, on pronouns, on what you say, on the content of what you say, especially if it's religious-based. So, Yeah, that was a great win. Um, like Greg said, stand up for your religious value or your biblical values, your religious freedom. Uh, the state doesn't have the right to violate your religious freedom. And as Greg mentioned, we have that First Amendment right. So this puts a precedent in place and it's a great win. Another court case that's going on, um, and it's been going on for a while, back in 2018, California Family Council actually helped organize a prayer rally around this case and this situation, but in Bakersfield. And we've talked about this case before, and the reason we're bringing it back up is because we have some updates on it. But in Bakersfield, the uh, Christian baker refused to bake a cake for a same-sex wedding. And if you've heard of something like this before, this has happened in Colorado a couple times with a baker out there, and ADF has been winning those cases with him. But so it's happening here in California, and the Christian Baker, um, they filed a brief with the California Court of Appeals. So, Greg, where what's going on with that brief? Yeah, so this is a particular uh, baker uh, who designs cakes, right? And you can come in there and you can ask for a cake to celebrate particular things you want to celebrate, right? But she has... Um, like anybody, there are limits to what we what anyone would agree to bake a, to design a cake for. Like she will, and this is from the article um, on our website, and it says that she will not design cakes that celebrate divorce, display violence, that glorify drunkenness or drug abuse, that contain any sexual content or present gory, demonic, or satanic satanic images, right? Because just like an artist or somebody who writes for a living, just because they're out in the public arena and they're selling their services, doesn't mean you have to, you give up your right to decide what type of message you want to send out or what kind of things you want to celebrate. And weddings are all about celebrating, right? And so you sh no one should be forced to celebrate something they don't agree with. And so, but here in California, they consider that that's discriminatory. You know, they don't want a, a baker to be able to, to make that decision when it comes to same-sex weddings, right? Um, but the first case, uh, this already went to court and uh, Kathy Miller, who is the baker, she won. But the state's not given up. And so they have now uh, appealed uh, that loss to the 5th Appellate District uh, State Court. Um, and so uh, so they filed another brief. Uh, and so this is a, a continuing, ongoing case, uh, similar to uh, something that happened in Colorado, the same exact scenario. It went all the way to Supreme Court, and each time um, uh, he, he has won the case. Um, there was actually a, also in Colorado a web designer who uh, wanted to create websites 
for um, married folk, but didn't want to do same-sex weddings. And she actually also won the Supreme Court. So this is still a, a big debate. Um, I'm glad that she's standing up. Sadly, you know what's happening with her is she's experiencing uh, threats. She's had sexual violence. Uh, she'd been people call her up and threaten her with sexual violence. They broke it into her car. And just recently, uh, one of her employees was assaulted behind the bakery uh, by a man who referred to this, you know, this case. So she is enduring a lot of persecution. Uh, so we need to be standing up as a community for people like this. Who, no one should be forced, no matter who they are, to celebrate anything that they don't want to. And that includes people who don't want to celebrate Christmas or a, a Christian holiday or anything to do with Jesus. Like we wouldn't go into a baker and demand a, you know, a Jesus uh, celebratory cake. And they said, you know, I'm not really Christian. I'm not really gung-ho about Christianity. I'm an atheist. So I'm going to, I don't, I don't want to do that. And what, you know, the law protects people who have that opinion. No one, no one should be forced. So anyway, I, ho I hope that uh, people really do change their minds and the government starts persecuting uh, Christians like this. Yeah, and she's honestly an inspiration. Um, Christians, that's how you should be living out your life. The Bible is very clear that marriage is between man and a woman. And we need to be living our lives out like that. We need to be like this baker and stand up for what's true. And again, she's not saying that if someone identifies as a homosexual, they can come in and buy a cookie from her bakery. She's not saying they can't do that. They can do that, but she's not going to make a wedding cake to celebrate a marriage that she biblically doesn't believe in or agree with. And I think all Christians need to be standing up for this and sticking true to what's right. Um, because again, the Bible is very clear on this. And I feel like we're in a time where people are wavering on this issue or thinking it's not that big of a deal, but it's a biblical issue. So I think that even goes along the lines of don't, as a Christian, you shouldn't be attending a same-sex wedding. Um, that shows that you are there and affirming that union and again, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible is very, very clear that God made marriage as a beautiful thing between a man and a woman. But that is all we have for you this week. So tune in again next time so we can give you all an update on what's going on as well as things with the legislative session are going to be getting busier and busier and we're going to start to see more committee hearings and more bills being voted on that we're watching so keep tuning in every week to learn more about that and get updates sounds good until next time